The Two Mats is brought to you by the New European. If you like the contents of this podcast, The Two Mats, if you're a regular listener, you're going to love The New European. And I've got a very special subscription offer for you for just a pound a week or two pounds a week if you want the newspaper. And that's the price of a bottle of water, folks, a small bottle of water. You can get The New European delivered to your door every week and you'll be supporting great independent journalism and you'll be kicking back against the corrosive nationalism that helped bring Brexit to Britain's shores. You'll also get a £25 voucher to spend at The New European shop and you can get a great book we've just published on the Battle of Orgreave or you can get a t-shirt or you can get a mug or you can get a great bollocks to Brexit passport cover. So do the right thing please, support this podcast and also support The New European. Go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S and there's a link in the show notes. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt, and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. How are you, Steve? I'm buoyed by events. Buoyed by events. Buoyed by events. Which event? There's been about 300. We can't possibly... There's been so many events. Well, we will get to the news, because as you know... People come to this podcast for the news. They don't look at the news. They're Brexit news. quiet weeks like this. They go, ah, 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 like the likely lads when they're trying to miss that phone. No, 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 don't tell me. I like to get it from Richard and Steve on the New European Podcast every Friday morning from 6am. <laughs> That's exactly what they say. So we don't want to spoil it for them um, by by brushing over it. So we'll have to do a full timeline of every single thing that's happened. Yes. And in hour three, we'll do Brexiteer of the Week. That's great, yeah. <laughs> there is a, there's a great big hole. It's not been a great start for Dylan the dog, has it? Poor old Dylan. He looked terrified as well, didn't he? Well, he looked... With Dominic so... Cummings, probably eat him. I'm <laughs> <laughs> to let the dog go. Um, he's not made much difference, has he, dealing the dog? No, he just looks like a sweet thing. I'm sure apples will be uh, kind to him. Uh, apples? Yeah. Oh, yes, Apple. apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure Boris is kind to animals. The otter. Oh, Boris the otter? Or Tarka? Tarka the otter, wasn't it? Tarka the otter. I'll tell you what, I went to the zoo recently, as, mentioned on, previous, as mentioned on previous pods, and the otters freaked me out. They were moving en masse, 30 of them, from one side of this rock to the other. It was the most bizarre thing. It was mesmeric, and then it was like, oh, my God, I'm freaked out. Was it like watching tennis? Otter tennis? Yeah, yeah. It was so weird. I think they all like, were disturbed. Was Colchester Zoo. I'm going to I'm gonna write a letter to Colchester Zoo and say, are you sure they're all right in there? Because they didn't look happy. No, that sounds... I mean, I'm sure they're fine, if Colchester Zoo would like to sponsor the party. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine, because it's a very good zoo. I, but I'm just interested in their behaviour. Maybe it's like that in the wild. They all roam around in 50-pack... Anyway, Brexit. Um, what a week. Yeah, it's been a big week. Good week for Dominic Cummings, bad week for Dylan the dog. And uh, He's not such a genius, <laughs> is he? Dylan the dog, um, or Dominic Cummings. <laughs> well, we don't know really yet, do we? Well, I think we've, I think we've got a fair idea. I mean, you can sort of see the, you can sort of see the rotting edifice that he's constructed, can't you? You can see that, you know, he's built this, he's built this sort of edifice out of rotted wood. And... All right, so let's let's do let's let's run through Dominic's week yes. to start with. Well, I think Dominic Cummings is is actually you could argue that it was Ben Wallace, couldn't you? Right. Who who steered the ship 
off course yeah. when he was yeah. caught on camera. I think yeah. it was, I mean, it, it seems like months ago now, yeah. Yeah. but it was actually about a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they made the decision to suspend Parliament, yeah. said it was all totally normal. And then Ben Wallace, um, who is the... Danny Wallace's brother. He is, yeah. Danny, Rod and Ben. Danny, Rod and Ben, that's right. <laughs> Friends with Rod, Jane and Freddie. Yes, that's right. They were the they were the sort of splinter group from Rod, Jane and Freddie. Ben Wallace the military was caught, wing. He was caught on camera, wasn't he? Yeah, Basically yeah. telling his counterparts, um, well, we've got to do this because we've suddenly found ourselves with no majority. So Yeah, and that's the... I mean, that is... You can't, you can't do government without a majority, can you? Well, it's it's proving very difficult, isn't it? And it, it, even if you have absolutely no majority at all, you have a minus majority. Um, anyway... Ben... I, I, but then, I'm surprised that Ben Wallace has got that much swear, really. I didn't, it's not come out of nowhere a bit, hasn't it? But... Well, it was very strange, wasn't it? But it was clearly a gaffe, and he was slapped down for it by Dominic Cummings. Immediately, there was a thing saying he's, he's, he's all confused there. He's got he's got it all. He's gone bonkers in the nut. He's got it all. Yeah, and it's good to have your defence secretary referred to as such by yes, uh, absolutely. number 10 staffers. Yeah. But the really the real way that this was began to all fall apart was, was this... I think it was in a story in The Telegraph, wasn't it? It was a story in The Telegraph disputed immediately by Downing Street, where they said that Geoffrey Cox had told Boris Johnson that thinking the EU would get rid of the backstop was a complete fantasy. Yeah. And Dominic Cummings had said the negotiations with the EU are actually a sham. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, uh, there was a great... There's a great... I think this tells... This little fact says a lot about where we're at. Only a quarter of the negotiating team that were negotiating with the EU under Theresa May... Are still on the negotiating team. Yes. The, the fact of the matter is that Dominic Cummings doesn't fear, in fact, welcomes a no deal Brexit. Well, he wants a no deal so, Brexit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what we are actually fighting for now is the difference between a no deal Brexit and some kind of deal, whether it be before October or in a year's time or whenever. Yes. Um, and Boris seems to be happy to go along with what Dominic Cummings is doing. I mean, Dominic has. There's been some rather strange behaviour. Well, <laughs> it's been rather strange behaviour since Dominic yes. Cummings arrived in, in Westminster or arrived in the world. But this week, I mean, he was he was he was accused of shouting at Jeremy Corbyn, wasn't he, on Monday evening? Yes, he was. Um, there were some suggestions that he'd been drinking. He was certainly pictured with a glass of wine earlier in the day, but we're not making any assumptions there. Yes. He could, I mean, I stink a booze now. I've only had five pints. I know. And I, yeah, I'm not drunk. I know. Five. So I, you say I'm drunk for? Can you not have five? Can, <laughs> can you not have five pints at lunchtime now? Well, isn't it in, in the contract? I'm sure that I was supposed to drink on the pod. I think his PC has gone mad. <laughs> um, I don't know. Five pints, and it was. I mean, it was whiskey, but he was. I mean, he was. They said he stank of booze. Yeah, but that might just be Labour. But that was Labour saying that he stank of booze. But nonetheless, of course, he also the other thing he did, which was also last Friday night after the Ben Wallace yeah. uh, revelations, yeah. which. Which at the time seemed the ben like Wallace revelations. The ben Wallace revelations. <laughs> um, it, which seemed at the time that it was just, you know, the government flexing their muscles, is that they sacked um, Sajid Javid's spad, um, mm. and um, which, which has completely derailed the, the, the sto- big, what was going to be the big story of the week and really the launch of their election campaign, which is the, the giveaway spending review. So he. he, he, he Knackered the giveaway spending review. He alleged he badgered Jeremy Corbyn, allegedly while well, allegedly smelling of booze. He told Greg Clark, um, "When are you effing MPs going to realise we are leaving on October the thirty first? We are going to purge you." Yeah, which exacerbated the extent of the rebellion. I want to talk about some of the language that's been used a little bit later, but go on. Um, and. Um, <clears throat> You know, and and he's he in the words of Alistair Campbell, he's well, he's become the story, hasn't he? And yes, when, and that's the last thing you want to do, as Alistair as Campbell Alistair full Campbell, well knows. Well, it was the last thing that Alistair Campbell did, wasn't it? Was admit that he had become the story. Yeah, yeah, and when you've become the story, to go. I wonder what ever happened to Alistair Campbell. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, he, uh, not Alistair Dominic, is a great. Uh, sort of evil figure, though, isn't he, for Remain to to obsess over? Yes, he is. Yeah. I mean, should we really be obsessing over Dominic Cummings, or should we be more concerned about, um, uh, you know, trying to? Well, I don't know where to start picking at this. I'll be honest. Well, he... I've been up to my above my head, yes. above my head in the ins and outs of 
um, you know, parliamentary rules and and all that kind of thing, and what happens like Jacob next. Quite, yeah, our friend Erskine May, who will come into in a minute, um, and. And I do. I, I, I still. Well, you it think it's been a good. In a minute, that's, no, that would that's be horrific. That's, that's just. I was just going to park that and hope no one heard it. Yeah. Um, let's. Let's talk I about. Planted it now, though. Wasn't I? Uh, yeah. Now I'm thinking. Oh no. Let's talk about. You think it's been a good week for Remain, don't you? Tell me why. Uh, I think that a good week, a really um, good week, fantastic week, average week. Well, I think no. I think it's been a good week for Remain. Mm. Um, I think that. Um, the Conservatives, you know, you could you could argue, can't you, that some of this was designed, that Dominic Cummings was always going to promote a... Um, he was always going to promote some kind of rebellion. Some people were going to be thrown out of the Conservative Party. There, were, there was going to be a huge um, parliamentary clash um, and they were going to uh, call, call for an election and probably not get it and then portray Jeremy Corbyn as a, a chicken um, and then that call would be taken up by their friends in the media uh, as it has uh, been done by the sun so you can say that some of this was planned you cannot you cannot pretend that they intended for it to go as horribly wrong uh, as it has done we've not even discussed yet the fact that the prime minister's own brother can't uh, bear to be in government with him we've not discussed the fact that um, 21 Tory MPs have been gone we can't uh, we've not discussed the fact that the, he's he's got a zero percent record um, in winning uh, votes in Parliament. He's lost four votes in Parliament. Um, it has gone really, really badly um, for Leave, and so therefore it's gone well for Remain. What is still lacking from Remain is who is that one articulate voice who is going to stand up. And say, oh, it, oh, this is what we're oh, doing. Oh man, we're going. It, it's just in his feet. No, very oh, much oh, not. No. All right, um, this is what we're doing. Do you know what? That is a this such is a where good we're question. Going. Such a good question, and it's a problem that we've had pretty much since day one. Um, I think. Well, I, I, people can rally behind Farage on the on the Brexit side. They can rally behind Boris now. They can rally behind a couple of others. You know. Femi's been great, but but, it, but he's it's, not. A, he's not a politician. No, exactly. And you know, there are some people on the edge that are doing a fine job. There don't get great, me wrong. Yeah, there are, you know, he's, Femi is <clears> a great hero of Remain, isn't he? Mark Goldsworth has been a hero of Remain. There are there are various there are various others. You know. Yes, but there. But like Ian you say, Dunn, you would say James O'Brien. You would say, but who is the Richard Porry? But Richard you know, there Porrett, are there are. You're right. Who is the person with absolute authority that can, you know, who's, who is a member of Parliament or a? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we but we live in hope. But but any bad week for Leave is a good week for Remain. I would suggest we've not even talked about Ruth Davidson. I want to talk about God. You want no. to talk about Ruth Davidson? Well, I, I mean, all of, time of the stuff Ruth that's Davidson. gone on. Yeah, I know. I, I want to talk about why I don't think remember, it's been as bad a week for Leave. Yes, as this is interesting. My view on this is that they leave, and Dominic Cummings might be acting strange. That's Dominic Cummings. If you think he's getting this stuff wrong, he almost certainly thinks he's getting it right. And Not even he can be that deluded or, not, or drunk. Hey, he's, uh, we can't suggest that he's ever been drunk. No. We, we have can't. no evidence that Dominic Cummings has ever been drunk. No. Have we? I have not. So you now need to apologise to him. I apologise. <laughs> Have we got evidence that he's ever had hair? <laughs> no, but it's not liable to say someone used to have hair. <laughs> oh, is it not? No. Well, maybe. No. Yeah, I don't know. But it might be a bit galling because we've both got fine hair. Hair we've respects got really hair. good hair. Yeah, we've got good hair. Um, I don't think it's been such a bad week for Leave, and this is why. Go on. They are trying to make this a, um, a, a, a black and white argument. Yes. Right? Like the black and white minstrels. No. No. No, no. Uh, oh, I like a minstrel, don't you? But I presume that in the you know chocolate. I mean, the logical <clears throat> state of this is that you know in a few years' time we'll be bringing back the black and white minstrels. Well, quite almost. Well, probably, Love thy probably for probably for Christmas special. Mind your language. <laughs> With guest special guest Nigel Farage and Jim, Jim Davidson. Davidson. <laughs> um, um, the, the reason being that they are they are. Um, Getting exactly to the crux of what they want, and they're either it's either we're either going to smash it or we're not. That is it. Yes. 
right? There's not going to Dominic Cummings don't want no fudge. He don't want no deal. He don't, don't want, want no half in our. He don't want no scrubs. Scrub is a guy. And get no love from me. That's get what no he said. No love from Dom. <laughs> <laughs> Dom come. <laughs> That's his rapper name. Yeah. Is it Dom Dom dot com? Dom dot com. Dom dot com would be good. Or Dom dot com. Well, I think. Don't put that in your browsers. No, uh, but, don't. Uh, he, 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 for him, it's been a good week, even though he's the even the Mail and the you know the writing papers are being you know are really getting after him, frankly. So yes. there's a piece in the Mail, um, I can't remember exactly who by, um, who, which basically said he's got to go, Boris. You've got to get rid of this guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the but he is disruptor type, you know, disruptor plus plus plus, isn't he? Well, he if is. If you yeah. think it's normal, he don't want to do it. Boris has done so many mad things in the past four weeks, five weeks. Mm. They're all coming from Dominic Cummings. And he does not care. He does not care one jot no. that he's getting stick for sacking Sajid Javid's uh, special advisor. He does not care that he's getting stick for Barogi Palmer. He does not care at all. And he and he and and that general election, which we haven't even come to the fact that we're on the brink, frankly, mm. of a general election, he wants to go into that campaign in exactly the kind of robust and perhaps um, dangerous way that he did with the Leave campaign. And it worked last time. So who's to say it's not going to work this time? Boris comes back with a majority of 25. It doesn't matter. It simply does not matter that there is, in law, the fact that we have got no deal. Because if Boris has got a majority, he'll do whatever the chuff he wants. Well, this is this is very true, and this and this is why, and that's what Dominic's aiming for, and that's why I think it's been a pretty good week for Leave. Well, I mean, I, I, it's been an embarrassing week. It's been an embarrassing for Boris. Week. He but lost his first ever vote. No one's done that since William Pitt the Younger. I think it was seventeen seventy six. Blimey! Yeah, first ever vote he lost. Yeah. Right. It, then he it, lost, lost another. Then he one. lost another. Then he won one, but not by enough. <laughs> He's like losing. The, he's like losing the first leg four 0 and then getting one at all. So this is this is my question: Is it like that? Does that count as a defeat? Oh well, I mean, or does it, or is it arguably a win? Well, it's arguably a win, but you know, what's the point well, in having the not, win? Is it? No, it, so, I mean, so, so it's a hat trick of defeats. It is the most shambolic, dreadful start to a Premiership in history. Yeah, but apart from Man City starting to the Premiership in 95-96. Or Tuddersfield Towns last nine, year. Nine I mean. games without a win. How many, well, Under I'm, Alan Ball. I'm not sure we got a win in nine games last year. Oh, How many points know? did you finish that season on? Well, we we only got relegated on the last day of the season. I think we had 38 or 40. I think maybe, that yeah. tells you it was the most successful yeah, yeah, in yeah. the last two seasons. Um, anyway. But, 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 uh, but it doesn't matter. Dominic Cummings does not care. Because none of that, none of that convention of what makes a good prime minister that has gone before, what is respectable behaviour, what should, you know, none of that matters. Dominic does not care. He's standing on the table going, I do not care, bashing himself over the head with the Daily Telegraph. He He very much is, but I think that this is a week in which, you know, clearly Dominic Cummings believes in his own genius and divinity. Boris Johnson has believed in the genius of Dominic Cummings. Quite a lot has happened this week to suggest that Dominic Cummings is not quite the genius that he thought he would. Give us, give us a. Uh, I'm not saying, by the way, I am not in any way defending Dominic Cummings or suggesting he's a genius, but I, I'm just trying to put myself in his position. So, do you really think it was wise to lose? So, I presume that they he knew that he was going to lose Philip Hammond. Is it really wise to to lose Winston Churchill's? grandson from the Conservative Party. Is it really wise to turn up and badger and swear at people? It's caused caused huge embarrassment to the Conservative Party. Yeah, but they're not bothered about... He's not bothered about being embarrassed. he is not bothered about it, but... but, As long as Boris isn't bothered, it doesn't matter. But like Steve Bannon, you can't push forward your own agenda when you're being pushed out of the door. But the problem is, as far as we know, he ain't been pushed out of the door. No. And the other thing is, Bannon was looking to do it over a four-year period. All Dom has yeah, got no, to do is get do, us to the end of October. You know, and you, we were talking we were talking the other day, weren't we, about whether he would just get to the end of October and go, job done. Listen, I'm, Dominic, I'm Cummings, Dominic, he postponed. Dominic Cummings has postponed a serious operation. He's not hanging round. He is there to get Brexit over the line, and I, you know, I have it on fairly good authority that there are other people in that office that are not hanging around after it's done. Mm. They are short-term fixers. 
to to get it through this they will they will melt off somewhere else and what Boris is thinking is maybe we can get back to some kind of normality then. For now, we do, as Dom says, he's the most powerful man in this country right now. Well, he is the most powerful man in this country, yeah. Um, what about... Well, I, want to talk not... lang- I want to talk language. Language? Because I think Boris maybe has a bit more control over that. Yes. Um, well, in, 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 you, <laughs> well know what I mean, you know what I mean. Right? Yeah. Um, so we've... Boris called uh, Jeremy Corbyn a chlorinated chicken. Yeah. A bit weird. Um, I think it was because he wasn't in the back of the... Um, Yes, election did, yeah. to climb a chicken, basically. Yes. But like Back to the Future, Marty McFly. A chlorinated chicken? Yeah, no one calls me a chlorinated chicken. Yes. Um, and then he and called he... him a big girl's blouse. Well, didn't Dominic Cummings <clears throat> call him a big girl's blouse? That's right. And then he, caught, he said that Labour's economic policies were... Smelled of poo? Yeah. Did he? S-H-I-T. I've told, I've told uh, Steve not to swear, so... <laughs> 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 and... Um, and but but and I can kind of live with all those things. But what I don't like is purge and surrender. Let, this is what Guy Verhofstadt said on Twitter about the use of the word surrender. Opposing a no deal is not surrender. This is the language of Europe's dark past. It implies Correct. Britain's European allies and neighbours are enemies. I refuse to believe the majority of pr- British people think that is the case, and I absolutely agree. Yes, I agree he went on it. and on about the surrender bill. The surrender bill. No, uh, Official spokesman today has been set calling it surrender bill. It's clearly coming from Dom. It's that, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, you know we we are adults here. Surely we can have an adult conversation with other adults without making it into a game of risk. Well, I think we need to. I'd like to have a game of risk. I was now. just thinking that'd be lovely. It'd be well, great, wouldn't it? Live well, risk podcast. That would be good. Great. I've just, well, we'll Kamchatka. Ju- that's the that's the key to it, isn't it? Let's pause. For a second, oh, yeah. because it is your birthday, isn't it? It is, yeah. Today, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and now you've reached retirement age. We've got your little gift. <laughs> Why don't we play Risk in the pub tonight? That would be excellent. Yeah, I'll tell you what, a Risk-themed pub. <gasps> See ya, listener. We've got a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't played Risk for very many no, years. It's very good. Um, but maybe we should get together it's and do it. It's a very that. good game. Um, anyway, on a more serious note, that kind of language is worrying to me. So I agree, I agree with you, and also I don't detect, and I think we need to wait to see what the polling says yep. this week. And yep. Polls will come out this weekend. I mean, most of the stuff that has come out so far would seem to suggest that voters, the majority of voters, or a, plural, uh, a plurality of voters rather think that Boris Johnson is not really serious about a, a no deal and that there should be a, a second referendum. Do or, most people think there should be a general election? Well, I think most people think there should be a general election. Not another one! Um, however, um, are these? is any of this sticking? Is the surrender thing sticking? I don't really sense that it is from looking at social media. Um, and the, the few people that I've talked to who are leave voters... You know, I, I was speaking to a guy this morning in a in, in a taxi, and he went. I'm, he said, "I'm absolutely sick of this." And I was expecting the, he had his radio on, and I was expecting him to come out. and And he said, "You know, I I, I, I voted I voted to remain, and I'm a remainer, but I just you know, I, I, he said, I don't want to leave with no deal. Yeah. He said, I just I want there to be some kind of conclusion. What's yeah. driving that forward? I can see that yeah. he's not really serious about a deal, but what?" A, what are Labour and the and the Lib Dem? Yeah, you know, what's the conclusion? Quite. Can we just cut to the to the chase? Yeah. I will say that on the other stuff, and this, you know, clearly they went into the week saying if we lose this vote on the election, we will portray Jeremy Corbyn as a chicken, a big girl's blouse, whatever. Surrender monkey. You know, let, let's be honest. Dominic Cummings probably knew on Tuesday, on Monday or even last week that he was going to approach Jeremy Corbyn and call him a big girls players and that was going to be part of the story. But I've got to say, the sun on Thursday on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I mean a, an absolute hat trick. The Corbyn as a chicken is probably their worst ever front page, the most embarrassing front page. Did since, you see the Scottish edition? Uh, which which was completely different, yeah. wasn't it? Which was floppy Johnson can't get an election. Yeah, very good. So Corbyn <clears> is a chicken, which said something like, a, you know, he's a chlorinated chicken, an, an absolutely abysmal front page. There was, but there's a little bit of a, a, a 
sort of kick at the mirror as well because he was there yes. checking his... They sent somebody to Corbyn's house yeah. and waved a woman's blouse at him. Yeah. Always saying that women and, you know, women's clothing, is that somehow embarrassing? I mean, it is when you wear it. it well, it is now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think it's quite fetching. It is, you're right. And, it's like Diamond Dogs cover. And the editorial, which was headlined, Corbyn was always an unpleasant dimwit and a liar. It turns out he's chicken too. Says, Jeremy Corbyn is a wretched, snivelling coward. I mean, you know, the, the New European is a partisan newspaper. Really? What is it for on Brexit? Well, I think we're, I think it's, I think we're pro-Remain. I've just picked it up. I don't, have we ever referred to anybody as a wretched, snivelling coward? That is the language of the, 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 you know, the ten-minute, the five-minute hate or whatever it is from 1984. Oh, yeah, I love 1984. I mean, it is just, he's a wretched, snivelling coward. It's... I, I mean, know, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call Jeremy Corbyn a coward. You would just say. <laughs> I mean, it's it's extremely unpleasant. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I, I, unpleasant. I, it's stupid. Know. I don't think that. You know, do you think that people are really sitting around going, "Oh, Jeremy Corbyn, that wretched, snivelling coward"? No, I think they're just going. Jeremy Corbyn's a bit rubbish, aren't they? He's a bit of a Marxist. I think. I think so, but I. But I. I don't. I don't take any offence from a. From the blouse, uh, what I was most interested in in the I'm blouse. Glad to, I'm glad to hear. That. Well, I, must, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I would have, if I was on the Sun's news desk, I would have been sending someone out with a blouse. Would you? Yeah. But then you are, you know, Mr. Tabloid. You've got a <laughs> Mr. Tabloid. You've got you, you've got your hat in it with the, the ticket's own <laughs> yeah. press, and you're smoking the a fag there. Yeah. No, I would. It's just fun, isn't it? I like a bit of fun in newspapers. You've just that read that story I've just written. You read that story I've just written? That is a good story. Bit of fun. A little bit of fun. A little bit of fun. Um, I, what I liked about the, the blouse, or the detail I liked about the blouse was, yeah. and this is the difference, the perhaps, the difference perhaps between was it the... the Sun's editorial budget and ours, yeah. is that if you'd have sent me out, oh, Richard, go get a big girl's blouse, where would I have gone? Oxfam. Oxfam. Where did the Sun go? Well, suspenses. M&S. Of course they did, yeah. <laughs> Of course they did. Um, so yeah, I thought that was. I, I thought all of that was a bit stupid. I thought. Do you know what the phrase I'm going to use is? I thought it was a bit beneath the sun. Mm. No, no, come on! Don't be so. Don't be so metropolitan and elite. Mm. It's just a bit of fun. Wretched, snivelling coward. Okay, I mean, well, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. I'm not defending the sun. I know. I I I hear what you're saying. I don't saying, like to so. go Goebbels, but it is. <laughs> It's I hear slightly. what you're saying. I think the editorial, yes, I agree with. I agree with you that yeah, the chicken yeah, yeah. front wasn't very good, but the Scottish Sun nailed it today. It was a great front. And I also think that this is a misguided tactic. It's a tactic that might last a couple of weeks. Jeremy Corbyn and the Labour Party are quite explicit that there is shortly going to be a general election. Yeah. Everybody thinks that there is going to be a general election. Personally. You know, I, they should probably ha- hold out as as long as possible. I don't really think that a general election in November or December or January is is really good for the, the Labour Party um, for for several reasons. But are voters really when they when they go in, whenever it is, are they really going to punish Jeremy Corbyn for delaying an election by two weeks? You can hardly say, you know, he didn't want an election. No, when I he's, agree. When he's he's I mean, it's most likely that he is going to set the date of the election. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you're right. I don't. I don't think they'll be punished. And for that. also, how can Boris Johnson and Dominic <clears> Cummings <throat> pretend that they are serious about trying to come to a deal and say there is progress and we're close it's to nonsense. a deal when they intend to spend the next four or five weeks campaigning in a general election? Yeah, oh, and, so and how can nonsense. they say they're Serious about the deal? Well, they're not, are they? When they they don't care. Sixteen days? No, they don't care. But that is the point, though, isn't it? People are beginning to realise this, though, aren't they? Well, I don't know. Well, yes, I think you're probably right. I think people are, but are are the people who are realising the people who are not going to vote Tory anyway? No, no. I mean, I want to read out some names. Slightly, unfortunately, if there is a general election, and you know, people could say, well, you know, a lot of people who voted Leave are just not going to vote in the next election because mm. they're sick and tired of it all. Mm. Even the taxi driver this morning, the Remain guy, was saying, I might not vote next time. You know, what's it What's it all? They're all, you know, they're all out to feather their own nest or whatever he said. I think, that would be, I think that would be quite <clears throat> sad if people, if there was a mass drop-off in... Um, well, turnout in, tends to be high in times like this, but, I, but people are sick of it. 
Sick of us, aren't we? All sick of us. Let me read you out some names. Yeah, yeah, go on. And after each one, I want you to, I want you to just like Malik Smalik, just give me a, give me a word that comes straight into your mind when when I've said it. All right, ready? Yeah. Guitar Beb. Star Wars. Richard Benyon. Come on, quick. Richard Benyon. Yeah. Who's Richard Benyon? Tory MP. Is he not Richard Bergen? No, he's Labour MP. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. Go on, Richard Benyon. Uh, Who? Tory MP. <laughs> Steve Bryan. Steve Bryan. Oh, he's a rebel, isn't Under he? Under the sea, yeah. Alistair Burt. Well, these are all rebels. Greg Clark. He's a rebel. Ken Clark. Rebel. David Gock. Rebel. Justin Greening. Uh, I'm sad to see the back of Justin Greening. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Got to say. Yeah, good MP. I've not always agreed with some of the stuff no, that no, she's come she's out with. No, no, she's done it in the right she's, way. She's, <clears> she's, been, she's shown some signs of promise and some great disappointments. She's done yeah. it in the right way. I, yeah. I mean, these people are heroes, aren't they? Uh, well, shall I carry on? Do we need a full list? Probably not, but let's pick out... Nicholas Soames, you've already mentioned, of course. Yes. Uh, and Milton, Oliver, Oliver Letwing, some big names in there. Um, Philip Hammond. Yeah. Stephen Hammond. Yeah. Ed Vasey. Ed and, Vasey. of course, glory for Rory Stewart. Glory for Rory. So, farewell. No longer to be Tory MPs. Um, by the looks of it, I mean the whip has been withdrawn. Mm. They voted against the government, of course, and voted in favour of that um, the, the bill to ensure that there would be uh, no exit without a deal, um, which is flaky, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. If there's going to be a general flaky election Frank- in the he meet, didn't go, did he as well? The- flaky Frankie. <laughs> no, he's sorry to No, he's, through, he's, he's stayed loyal. Um, and then, of course, we've had Joe Johnson quit as well. Yes, we have. I mean, the family drama is brilliant, isn't it? It is. Caroline Spellman voted against, but sort of... She she voted against the election, didn't she, but avoided because she didn't vote. She is standing down, though, Dame Caroline. But she is, yeah. Um, There were some people who, bizarrely, Keith Simpson, who I've got a lot of time for, who, when all guns blazing at Boris on Monday, basically said, what a pillock. Yeah, and then... And then voted for the government. Very odd. Uh, but he is also standing down. You, I mean, you know more about these these things than me. All How things. many of these? No, <laughs> these things. How many of these people do you think will would stand as an independent in their old seat against the Conservatives? <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it's a sad end to a fairly distinguished career for in, in politics for Ken Clark. Yeah, fifty five years I think since he stood for the Tories first time. Um, uh, would he stand as an independent or would he want to stand against the Tory I don't think he would stand Philip Hammond, can't see it, can you? I mean Justine Greening said I won't stand as a Conservative She said but she also said that she felt that she could do more good outside Parliament for her social justice stuff That doesn't mean that she but that doesn't mean that she wouldn't stand as an independent I don't get that feeling from her I, I think Rory Stewart might Yes I think, um, I think they'll find a way to try and bring Rory Stewart back in. Me too, and that would make that would make sense. It would be a shame to lose. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm no Tory. I've never voted Tory, but but the, there are there are some good people within the Tory party, some progressives in the One Nation Tory party, and for for the this amount of talent to to be lost hmm. over one vote is. An extraordinary thing to do. I mean, we talked about, um, you know, Boris's night of the blonde knives. I yes. mean, this is truly brutal. Well, it is truly brutal. This, is this but Dominic also... Cummings? Could, could Boris? Could Boris even do this on his own? No. Or is Dominic just going do it? We're doing it. Well, we're we're doing, doing it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they certainly mean business. And I don't think they're going to lose any of these seats, are they? In an election, I can't see any of these people stand against the Tory. I don't think they're going to win. Well, Maybe Joe Kemper. Johnson's seat. I mean, he's lost before and would probably be lost. Yeah, before. but I meant of the 21. I mean, yes, Joe Johnson's of seat is, win- is winnable for the How many of them are in metropolitan areas? I don't know. I mean, King Clark is where? East, East Midlands. So yeah. you would have thought that would probably be, It'll be Tory. That'll be Brexit Tory, party. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with Phil, um, of course. Um, I'd have to. I'd have to go I mean, through. I mean, Philip Hammond could quite easily stand as an independent. He's got the bit between his teeth. He's absolutely. He the... He's absolutely furious. I know he Hammond. is, but I don't think he's got. I think to, to win as an independent, you need more than the bit between your teeth. No. You need a white suit. I mean, I, to you be need honest, a bit of charisma. And and I, I, listen, 
Philip Hammond has been a has been something of a of a sensible voice throughout all this, but I, I can't see him winning as an independent. Maybe, maybe not. I think it's probably more not in likely that, that Philip Hammond would launch some kind of legal challenge, which would be very embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, we've already seen the we've already seen the party having to back down this week. Remember, remember earlier on in the week when they were going to filibuster out this thing in the in, in the, the Lords, in yeah, the Lord. yeah, eighty six wrecking amendments, wasn't it? Uh, and uh, that didn't last very long, did it? It lasted till about half one. It kept Andrew Adonis up till half one. Um, in the afternoon. Ask, in the afternoon, yeah. <laughs> he likes yeah, an app. Yeah, yeah. And we've not talked about Jacob Rees Mogg yet, have we? No, go for it. Um, I shall just recline. If you would. <sighs> so remember back in the midst of time about a week ago yeah. when Parliament was going to be recalled and Jacob Rees Mogg was going to wipe the floor with John Burko and he was going to say that uh, he has basically said, hasn't he? Of course, you've got to remember that Parliament can do nothing <clears> to stop. <throat> No deal, mm. and the speaker cannot intervene, mm. and it's not going to happen. Mm. You know, they were, only he said it, this could only be stopped by a change of law, mm. and it's not that's not going to happen. There isn't time to do it. And mm. now, what's happened? You know, unless something drastically goes wrong on Monday, no deal is going to be ruled out for now, and they're going to have to. Yeah, well, they're going to have don't to. Think that, don't think, don't think, listener, honestly, do not think that just because. That passes oh, no. on Monday. There will not be a No Deal Brexit. No, no, no. It is far from over. It ain't over till it's over. Um, and of course, Jacob Rees-Mogg has also become a um, nationwide laughing stock instead of just a laughing stock among us remaining. Yeah, and yeah, I, mean, it's, it's I have a, no a not many words for Jacob Rees-Mogg. Rees-Mogg. It has been a bad week for Jacob Rees-Mogg. In fact, of all, abuse the abuse the doctor. Mm. Said, well, you didn't write a very good report, did yeah, you? You yeah. know, I mean, was, this is a doctor hired by the government yeah. to write. <laughs> Do, it, that was just he didn't quite see what we wanted it well, to exactly. see. Well, um, And you know, he's he's well, he's just a bit of an idiot, isn't he? And if now I, I I think when he was a backbencher, he was an idiot. Now he's an idiot that for some reason they've given the mouthpiece to. I mean, yes. And he's acting like an idiot who's got a bit of power. Well, I think that you know, I think the the central lesson of this week is. Isn't it? Nobody, none of those three, are in any way as good as they thought. No, absolutely. But the, oh. but the only one who has realised it, visibly realised it, is Boris Johnson, yeah. who looks like a man who has, on Monday when he came out into, into Downing Street, yeah. was visibly shocked by yeah. the loud booing yes, and he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he stopped was. the coup and was. Yeah. Trembling, you know, he was trembling and panting and going round in circles, much like poor old Dylan the dog, wasn't he? <laughs> I think. Um, I, I, listen, I, I'm I'm just going to bring you up one but point he, there because I you... think he is a sorry. He is a man who you could see it dawning on him. He yeah, is a man, yeah, yeah. but you could see it no, dawning on him. That maybe I'm not going to be yeah. that good at this after yeah, all. Yeah, maybe and then that was followed up by his terrible performance in the Commons on. Um, but, but PMQ. Yeah, that he was rubbish. The, the floor. He didn't Corbyn wipe the floor with him. I won't go that far. I don't think Corbyn's wiped the floor with anyone. Well, it was certainly was... Corbyn's best. Only because Boris was garbage. Yes, he was terrible. Um, yes. I, I, I think, but I agree with you on what on every point there, apart from Dominic Cummings. I, Dominic Cummings. Everything that's happened this week, he's, I am telling no, you, he hasn't realised, and neither is Rhys Mogg. No, but I also think that he's. He's he's going on perfectly happy. He's it's working in my favour. This this back is working home, in my favour. Back home, stroking his white cap. Yeah, well, it's work. He honestly thinks, and it might be, that this is working in his favour. Seriously, mm. seriously. Well, I mean, let's look at a bit of the arithmetic. So, Ruth Davidson is going to take. Was extremely popular, wasn't she? In Scotland? very much and so. The yeah, loss yeah. of Ruth Davidson is probably going to lose them between seven and ten seats. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I can't argue with that. They they are going to be wiped out in any in any area that voted remain. Now that's that is not many, is it? Because they're you know the remain vote <coughs> was in, huge in inner cities, in, in, in the cities mm-hmm. and so first past the post doesn't help us on that score. So, but you know they're they're down to lose some seats there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mod some, you know, moderate Tory seats in the shires. It, I, I guess it depends on whether the Brexit Party stand or not, doesn't it? The problem, the thing is, yes. I, I mean, we had this conversation earlier in the week. Uh, but 
happily probably for the listener we did it off air. We did, yeah. <laughs> and I think you're right. I think if you sit down and look at the at the arithmetic now, it's fine. But I remember two and a bit years ago sitting down and looking at the arithmetic and predicting under seat majority for Theresa May. Yes, exactly. So yeah. You know, I think I would, I would, with a heavy heart, predict Boris could get, could get this over the line. I'm afraid. But, but anything <clears> could. You're right. Anything could happen. He could get it over the line. And, and, and I think the Remain vote will be split. I think that I don't think that. Do you think the Brexit party will stand? I think that. Uh, well, I mean, one thing that I was putting out there earlier this week was, you know, will will Dom and, and Boris go? Come on, then, Nigel. Let's have a chat. What do you want? Well, he would want a peerage. Exactly. He would He would pack up his Brexit party tomorrow for a peerage. Well, I think... We can't actually say that, can we? So I think you need in to my opinion, to Nigel Farage. In my opinion... Nigel, I'm sorry. Me and Nigel, we're good old buddies, we are. Nigel, I apologise. I believe Nigel would pack up his Brexit party... Yes, me too. ...tomorrow. Yes, me too. But this is the important thing, isn't it, about going beyond October the 31st for an election. For, for a, an election, mm. Boris Johnson has said quite clearly, we are coming out on October the 31st, do or die, Benny deal or no deal. Party started. If that can't happen, if yeah. the general election is on November the 1st, then it doesn't really matter does it it, it, it then the, you know it, it's, it's there's then the uncertainty of what what might or might not happen and surely the brexit party then have to stand to keep boris johnson honest honest boris hmm i've not been called that very often has he not really no um that would spook him if we started calling him honest boris sorry uh yeah i, I mean to be honest, I don't think that I am any the wiser than I was 24 hours ago, 48 hours ago. That's an amazing admission. You I, come to this podcast for insight, don't you? <clears throat> or actually... You just... Well, no, you come for the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll tell you something. Somebody asked me this early on today, mm. um, and I don't know the answer to this. But it I is. will, I will. But you will, because yeah. you know yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. things. Yeah. Some things. Could Jeremy Corbyn yeah. just say... <laughs> I'm forming a government now. Now, <laughs> now I've got. Now that. <laughs> what, could what, he seize don his power? Don his beret. Yeah. Um, because of the. Because, because of the of fact the, that the the Conservative no, majority is no, minus twenty one. No. He well, it isn't officially. Well, is what it? is it? No, it's minus forty odd, isn't it? Well, no, but you can't include these twenty one. They've only had the whip removed. Yeah, well. Um, so, no, he couldn't do that. He would have to bring a vote and a confidence in the government. Yes, exactly. And then look to form a government in the next two weeks. And that probably he could far do off it. either. He, yeah, could. He, could, he could bring a vote and a confidence. That's what we were all talking about and on Sunday, going to be a vote and a confidence. But would that we necessarily that lead to a general was... election? Or no. Could, it wouldn't, would it? So he, so he could follow but that. But the fear is, and the reason why they haven't done that, you know the reason why they haven't done why that, haven't done is that? because they can just let the clock run out for two weeks, can't they? Yes, that's right. Um, and then you really have, you know, then even less time. That's why that hasn't happened this week. Yeah. Because of the because of that two week period of because mm. it's got because the um, because the gov the current sitting government can can ignore it can ignore the newly formed government for two weeks for two weeks. That's right. Yeah, they can try and do it. And then he could what? Then what? Well, then he's coming in, isn't he? The old picture of Shay's going up in the. <laughs> Can you imagine? Thatcher down, Shay up. There. Do you know? I had a dream. I had a dream. Oh, people's dreams are dead boring. But that's yeah, just yeah. reminded me. It was. It was only like last night. Was it that before. one about the crankies again? Yeah. Oh. Oh no. I've, I'm still. You know. And the I can't talk you. about that because of the therapy. Okay. Um, I went uh, to interview John McDonnell, and it was going really well. In your dream. In my dream. Okay. Yeah. I don't think. I, I don't think I've interviewed John McDonnell, but I was. I interviewed him in my dream, and I and I had a right go at him, a right old go at him. And said, um, uh, you know, do, pe people are scared that you're going to send them off to big sheds in a country for re-education and you're going to declare year zero. I'd been reading about Cambodia. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and what we're all at with the Red Book and don't you think the Great Leap Forward perhaps wasn't that great because all these people died? And he just went, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is the dream of an egomaniac, frankly. That's brilliant. Yeah. Managed to convince a hard left. You won him over. Yeah, won him over. He went, do you know what? You're right. I'll get Tony on the blower. Yeah. G 
Come on, Sonny, we need you back. Well, there are some vacancies in the Conservative Party now, if he wants to join. Yeah, well, Labour, Labour don't know what they're doing either, though, do they? Because they're split on what date the election should be, yeah. what colour pants they should wear, what day of the week it is. They don't know what they're doing either. So, frankly, they're all as useless as each other. Agreed? Yes. Brexit no. of the week. Oh, no. Who? Who's good, then? Luciana Berger. Luciana Berger. I'm very pleased to see her back. New Lib Dem. New Lib Dem. Congratulations to her. A very good MP, who, sadly, won't probably be um, an MP for much longer. Unless uh, they can get her a nice seat. North Norfolk. Be ideal for Luciana Berger. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? Tandesi has been one of the heroes of the week. Fantastic speech. I mean, we've not even mentioned that, have we? In a normal 30 seconds week, ago, I was going to Banks Tier of the Week and in, now you've come up with some more notes. In a normal week, we'd have we'd be hailing Tandesi at yeah. his incredible speech, yeah. calling out Boris Johnson's... That uh, was great. It was great. And he looked fantastic. He looked like a statesman, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It was great. And we'll return to Boris Johnson's cowardly response to that in... The Brexit Tier of the Week! Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. It is time, Steve, for Brexiteer of the Week. Brexiteer of the Week. Oh, and what a week. What a week it is. And should we start with Ian Duncan Smith? IBS. You know what I'm going to say? IBS. You? Because when Ken Clark was making his great yeah, speech yeah, yeah. on Tuesday night, what was Ian Duncan Smith doing? Seen in the background on TV. Was he doing that? He was doing a whack him low, wasn't he? Was he? He was he was picking his nose, oh. rolling it up into a little ball, and then eating it. No, he wasn't. And then I I've missed that. You missed? Did you miss it? Oh my god! Well, you can see the video all over all, social media. Of all the revolting things, that is the most revolting, in my opinion. But oh, and you've seen some revolting things. Oh, I've got the internet. But um, I just wondered whether that's what the government have got in mind when they say everyone will have adequate food. <laughs> oh god, I feel a bit sick. <laughs> Go um, on. Julian Mallins. Yeah. Now, does that name ring any sort of bells for you? How do you spell it? M A L I N S. I N S. That's not how you spell Julian, that's Mallins. <laughs> He's trying to work it out. Mallins. If it seems familiar to anybody listening um, yeah. at home, yeah. it is because the Brexit is the Brexit Party candidate, prospective party candidate for Salisbury. But he was also, he had a walk-on role in all of this whole mess um, about a year ago, and it's, he, he's a QC, and he was hired by Cambridge Analytica, who oh. I think we can refer to as the disgraced data firm. Yeah. He led an independent inquiry into all the accusations of political wrongdoing yeah. um, about Cambridge Analytica, including that statistics that it had harvested inappropriately from Facebook users had been used by pro-Brexit groups in the referendum. And it was an independent report that Julian Mallins QC did. And amazingly, it surprised quite a few people because he, he concluded that all the allegations were not borne out by the facts. Mm. Um, and the joy that Cambridge Analytica must have felt at being cleared by their own... Well, the independent investigation which they paid for... Yeah only somewhat tempered by the fact that on the day that Julian Mallins' report came out clearing them, they had to shut down. <laughs> and one of the reasons they gave for shutting down were the legal fees associated with Julian Mallins' <laughs> investigation. But he's the, co he's, he's the Brexit Party um, candidate for Salisbury. It's funny how things turn out, isn't it? Isn't it indeed? Um, a little celebrity corner now. Yeah. Richard Maidley. Let's start with him. Oh, Richard Maidley is just... Extraordinary on Good Morning Britain. Is he doing it on purpose? I think he is doing it on purpose. But I'm, what I'm talking about is his column in the Sunday Express. Because oh yeah, he's done that for a while. He used to do it with Judy. He does do it with Judy. Oh, she writes do. a bit. He writes a bit. Do they write a word each? I think they do. You yeah. could have fun with that, couldn't you? That's good. Yeah. yeah and then I went today. I went to the <laughs> pig farm. Yes, and I bought some. Um, anyway, so that's how they do it. But anyway, Richard writes one bit, Judy writes another bit. I think the bit that Judy writes is quite sane, usually. Richard Maidley, the day before Boris Johnson's terrible speech outside Number 10, which we discussed earlier in this podcast, he wrote uh, a, a gushing tribute to how articulate Boris Johnson was. It's absolutely brilliant. He said he's got a real gift for words, mm. he's gloriously off-piste, he thinks aloud, he ad-libs, he jokes, <laughs> like and he generally has... <laughs> I mean, the saddest of celebrities, up there with up there with Rod Hull in the most tragic of celebrity deaths, um, uh, or indeed the uh, what's he called, Jeff Picaro from to uh, from Toto, 
who really did die in a bizarre gardening accident, didn't he? He inhaled some poison in his garden accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Great drummer. Anyway, Richard Madeley. They weren't going to even release Africa, were they? No, they didn't want to release it, no. did they? And, and it kind of has haunted them, I guess. Uh, it has, yeah, it has. But Sorry, I've thrown you then, haven't you I? You have thrown me, but Richard Madeley. So, <clears throat> Boris Johnson, he's got a gift for words, he's gloriously off-piste, he thinks aloud, he ad-libs, he jokes, he generally has a good time. And then he said, well, do you remember Theresa May? She said, <laughs> her problem was that she weighed every word. She weighed every clause, every aside, every comment and every ad-lib to the nth degree. And I think it's much better, isn't it, to have, you know, politicians who don't think before they speak. Absolutely. Like Boris Johnson, and I'm sure <laughs> that the family of uh, Nazanin zagari Ratcliffe quite, would agree with that. Quite. I so, tell you what, somewhere in the middle of those two is an electable, sensible, <laughs> likeable yeah. person. There is. Boris May. Boris or May. Or Theresa Johnson. Probably more likely to be a Johnson. <laughs> uh, yes, it is, yeah. Um, Shane Warne. Nice one, Shane. Yeah. Uh, well, let's have a word with Shane Warne, but no, we'll have a word about Shane Warne. Did you see that he's... Um, well, he, he, he... Well, I don't know how to put it. Well, um, we'll talk we'll about that in a second. Oh, all right, yeah. Because he's come out as well Brexit, hasn't he? Nice one, Shane. Uh, good area, Shane. <laughs> as Ponsing used to say. Uh, and he said, um, you've made the decision, get on with it. I can't do the accent. All this procrastinating about all this stuff, just get on with Brexit. Boris is good, everyone's great, it's a great country, <laughs> get on with it. And That's I think beautiful. It is beautiful. Do you know what? It's like if. I know. Like it's Kipling. like a poem, isn't it? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just get on with it. Everyone's great, Boris is great, just get on with it, rack off, bouncer. I think the whole You're thing flaming galah. should be termed the balls of the century <laughs> uh, <laughs> by Shane Warne. He, he actually said all that on Radio 4's Today programme, and I'm wondering whether he's auditioning to take over from John Humphreys with a, with a worldview like that. That's one handful. Um, I think, as you were about to say, yeah. it is his, yeah. that is his second appearance in the news this week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Saturday. Uh, if you missed it, in the sun uh, last weekend, uh, I'll just read you... What was the headline? Some, the headline was good, wasn't it? I can't remember. Was it about bouncers? Uh, no, it was something to do with... Wicket, well, so Randy Aussie Ashes legend Shane Warne had a noisy floor in a bed sex romp after his lover brought two escort girls home. <laughs> Warne, this, is, his, this is in his house, which he said it was is five minutes from Lord's. Wayne's uh, Warne, Warne seemed oblivious <laughs> to the racket he was making during the foursome, which could be heard through the front bedroom windows. Two hours after they arrived, the girls left and were driven away by Warren's lover. The girls were easily identifiable on a number of escort websites by their distinctive array of tattoos. Oh. So there you go. Uh, Blimey. Yeah. Blimey. There you go. Well, that's... Uh, um, I, don't, talk, I don't have any words for that. Let's talk about uh, a group of people that I am calling the Bishop Bashers. Right. Are they the uh, from before? And uh, Brexiteers were outraged. They are. I think that's week. sort of default position. Default outrage. Well, it certainly is in this case. Resting they were outraged outrage, last week. Yeah. Do you remember the, uh, last week it came out that the Archbishop of Canterbury was considering an offer to chair a citizens' assembly which was going yeah. to look at alternatives to a no-deal Brexit? This is kind of it's one of the things that Rory was talking about, wasn't it? Yes, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Ian Duncan Smith, the nose-picker, yeah. said... Uh, it's deeply inappropriate. Augie Muncher. Kate Howie said it might be better for <coughs> Justin Welby to be talking about why fewer people are attending the Church of England rather than pretending he's uh, rather than pretending he's just trying to stop a no deal Brexit. He wants to stop us leaving. <coughs> and Martin Daubney, the mm. Brexit Party MEP, mm. Mm. said, for God's sake, I think this is his little joke, for God's sake, oh, even the Arch- Archbishop of Canterbury is trying to derail Brexit. Fast forward three days, yeah, and we have in the Church Times a report about what Justin Welby actually thinks about Brexit. Mm. The majority of people voted Leave. We might yeah. not like it, but that is a democracy. Yeah, we should stop whinging about it. Yeah. In fact, he said, "Like Shane Warne, just get on with it." But I don't <laughs> think he then followed up by bringing a couple of escort girls round and leaving the windows open. Well, I I actually worked in Southwark when that all came out about the old uh, Bishop oh, yeah. of Southwark. That's great. Um, so who knows? 
And what happened when, you know, what, what did the Brexiteers say about this? They, I think they observed a church-like silence about yes, it, I rather than apologising. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the Brexiteer of the week is James Buckley. Now, do you know who James Buckley is? No relation. No relation. <laughs> He's no relation to Will Buckley, our, our, our great friend. He is in the in-betweeners. Oh, yes, of course he is. He's the one. Now, he's, he's let me the, tell you a little story. I don't really know much about the in-betweeners, but he's, <coughs> well, well, he's it, the unlikable one, isn't he, so, in the in-betweeners? Yeah, but in a very funny way. The in-betweeners is really good, and I think you would probably like it. Is it? Yeah. And our uh, do they, great deputy editor... Just, do they just sing in-betweeners by Sleeper? Uh, no. There's another, there's another band with a song called In-Between, isn't there? Well, in, punk Ian Jury of the Blockheads, In-Betweenies, which in is a great song. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good, sleeper song's good as well. You don't like sleeper, do you? No. Um, let me tell you a little story. Because I'm a musical is, snob. You are. Go back and listen to Throbbing Gristle. Yes. Do you turn Throbbing Gristle and go, oh, bloody, I like car alarms going off again. <laughs> <laughs> He's at the window pressing your keys. What's going on? Right? That's good outside <laughs> when one of them goes off. <laughs> Um, like, you like, actually like Ravy Gravy in Viz yeah. used to do. <laughs> you actually did record the door here closing, didn't you? Because it went. It was very industrial yeah. sounding, yeah. So one of my friends is turning it into a. Uh, well, I'll tell you what you'd like. Drone piece, I think. Is that right? Well, you would like. Um, our good friend Colonel Kurtz. Oh yeah, Kurtzy. lives in a in a basically warehouse. in a warehouse yeah. next to a factory. Yeah, and you would love the noises that go on outside her window. Well, <laughs> not like she in one. Okay, it's like industrial noises. Industrial noises. Yeah. That's good. Anyway, Angry I've got to tell you this better story about in between. Okay, James our, our our good friend and new European legend Jasper Coppin, who we've mentioned on this podcast before, who is deputy editor. I guess of mm. the New European, um, we, myself and Jasper, sit down to 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 write the famous and infamous New European style guide. Oh yes, two and a bit years ago, whenever it was. Yes, and we decided that we were all adults, and we could, um, you know, we we were we were brave enough to print in full, pretty much well every swear word there was if mm. it was used correctly. Yes. It wasn't gratuitous. Until it came to a point where we were doing a feature called "If Art Were Brexit," very oh, good yeah, feature that we right, did yeah. for about I don't know about six months, I think. Mm-hmm. And the word, well, I'm not sure I can say it. I don't think I can say it anymore. But it was a word that has been made famous by the in betweeners. I'll spell it for oh, any yeah. any children listeners. You don't want to say this. It is um, spelled C L U N G E. Clunge. No, you can't say it. Oh, okay. Um, and it is the only word that is starred out in the New Europeans' history. It is banned. Oh, in well. New Europe. So there you go. It's there the you go. And it was made famous by Booker's... Uh, well, I've got news for you, because in the, in the print edition of this week... Oh, have you put it in? New European, no. But, oh. but there words about James Buckley are starred out. Are the words they? that he used. Oh, my God. So the in-between in is actor claimed on a podcast, not yeah. this podcast... No, no, no. ...that we should leave the EU because much of Europe is an effing s-hole. Right. Or if you prefer a f***ing Yeah, OK. <laughs> uh, Buckley said, A lot of people are upset that we're leaving the EU. I'm sure there's more to it, but whenever I go to Spain or Greece or whatever, I'm like, let's just leave this. Look at it. You can't drink the water. You can't flush paper down the toilet. That's only in Greece. What are you doing? Why are we sticking around? It's a f***ing hole, a right. lot of it. Yeah. The roads are made out of stones. You've got walls <laughs> that collapse. Where did you go on holiday? I'm not into it, man. <laughs> Uh, there are walls that are collapsing. There are walls that are collapsing, yeah. Has he been to Rochdale? Well, I think, do you think he's just watched Carry On Abroad? And that is it. I mean, I, I've got to say, I think he's... Do you think the only time he went abroad was when they did the first Inbetweeners movie and they filmed it in, like, Magaluf or something? I don't know. Isn't there not two in He went to Australia the second time. Right, OK, so he didn't go to Europe. No, they went to... They went, I think they went to Spain or Ibiza in the first one, yeah. So yes. maybe that's the only time he's been to Europe. Uh, and then, obviously, having done this, he, he did the classic Jeremy Clarkson defence, didn't he? The, the hamster... The, the uh, Philip, uh, Philip Hammond. What was he? I'd love him. Philip Richard Hammond. Hammond. Imagine if he joined <laughs> Top Gear now. Oh, he's out, of, out yeah. of the Tory party. Uh, well, we could have three of the... Who would we have? Soames, Soames definitely. Soames, the grand tour. Definitely. <laughs> Soames, Clark, Hammond. Ian Hammond. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Imagine them. <coughs> Actually, what... I'd tune in. I mean, they should do celebrity barging, shouldn't they, or something like that. 
Celebrity argy bargy. Celebr- celebrity barging. This should go on the little bargy, chucking down the canals of... of a of bit Britain. like that fishing programme with... Um, with Bob and... It's really um, good, that, isn't it? Yeah, it is good, yeah. Oh, I really yeah, like yeah. that. I'm going to watch yeah, that tonight. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, great canal journeys with... Um, That's really good. With, um, what's he called? Tim West. Yeah, I wish we were in our age here. I think we might show in our age here a bit by what we like to do of an evening. <laughs> Uh, oh, that is soft. Put the, it's like TV that it's like putting your slippers on, isn't it? That kind I of TV. Love that kind of thing. Country yeah. file. Cruise at the tiller as we head into the. It's other. really good and really touching. That yes, actually, isn't it? It's very, very good. TV. It is beautiful. So celebrity barging, then. With, well, what about um, punting? Celebrity punting. Well, we so could do it live, advantage, wouldn't he? Because he's done it before. <laughs> could do it live. Yeah. And maybe give him instead of giving him a. Never mind with the punting think, stick. What do you call that? A punt? Is that a, punt? a punting stick? That's what it's actually. Give them a pugil stick from Gladiators, and they could bash Kit Hoey. What? Um, what do you think, Philip Hammond's solo TV? His solo vehicle. Service stations of the M6 with <laughs> Philip Hammond, and they'd be dressed as a mod. <laughs> That'd be. Good. Here I am reliving my youth in the sixties when, believe it or not, I was a mod. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? And then Ken Clark came on as an old jazzer, and maybe Soames as a rocker with the old chain. (laughs) No, I think Soames probably secretly is into sort of late 80s, early 90s rave culture. (laughs) He's down a disused tube, like with an angle grinder. (laughs) (laughs) Still driving around the M25, waiting for a pager. Do you remember in happier times what Nicholas Soames said to John Major when John Major elevated him into the cabinet? Was it hashtag thanks very much, Mr Prime Minister, I really enjoy this new job? It was, oh darling Prime Minister, I think I'm going to blob. (laughs) (laughs) He's a star. Uh, When he was a much uh, bigger man. Yeah. Uh, How did we get onto all this? Oh, James Buckley, so... um, He's the one who does the Ladbrokes advert. So he did all of that? Yes, he is, that's right. Yes, he is. I knew I'd seen his little face before. What's the little catchphrase he says on that? Lads, 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 and everyone. Yes, If Ladbrokes would like to sponsor the podcast. There's a little free one for you. He then said at the end, uh, I'm just being stupid and flippant. I don't really mean mean, I'm just being stupid and flippant. I mean, I'll take stupid. I'm not sure about flippant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's good, isn't it? You know, it's always a good defence, that. It's like if Roy Chubby Brown used to come out and say that. <laughs> no, not a racist. It's like the Inter fans well, it, sticking up for the Calgary fans saying they're not being racist by doing monkey chants, they're just trying to put you off. Well, it's, it's <laughs> very like Boris Johnson, who rightly skewered in the in the, the commons at, at PMQs, who said, I actually, you know, I, I didn't really mean it, all the stuff about the picking innies and, yeah. and letterboxes. He, he effectively did say I was just being stupid and flippant, didn't Bounce. he? Yeah, it was bad. Lads, 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 he said. It's just epic pants. Anyway, you know, don't try that on James Buckley. Archbishop of Banterbury. You, James Buckley, not you, Richard Potter. No, that would be a turn-up, actually. If you were the Archbishop of Canterbury. No, if I was Brexit of the Week. Well, it would be. Which is more likely probably probably Brexit of the Week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you you see my chest tattoo that I've done. (laughs) Is it a Farage? Morrissey drinking a pint. Morrissey on one knee, kissing <laughs> Amory Waters' hand, <laughs> and saying, "You're the one for me." F- <laughs> anyway, James Buckley is the Brexiteer of the week. Good work, Buckers. What should the listener, yeah, <laughs> reader, do right now? Uh, what should the Listener. listener, do right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to yeah. do a little pause. Yeah. I just do a little pause. Uh, what should the reader? The th- You're going to sound stupid because I'm just going to cut them pauses out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. What should the listener do right now? Uh, yeah. Go to your podcatcher of choice. Do it. Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, leave us a lovely review with lots of stars. It really helps us rise up the rankings. Uh, you can go to Facebook and join the New European Readers Group. Mm. You can just. Like the New European on Facebook, if you, yeah, if you yeah, really like. Yeah. You can follow the New European on the Twitter. No, on the Twitter. The Twit. Uh, you can follow the New <coughs> European on Twitter. That yeah. is at the New European. And yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Sanglesey, S A N G L E S E Y. Or you can follow me at Porrit, P O double T. That was the New European podcast. If you haven't already, please do go out and buy the printed product. It is, as always, an absolute stonker. Lots of politics, lots of Brexit, but also lots of arts and culture as well. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, 
play your bagpipes. Here you go. This is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com So, Retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of kids' classic, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. On Tuesday, how Rockford became the cheese of kings. On Wednesday, we meet the Jobs and Wozniak of the 1800s. On Thursday, the history of the YMCA, from the City of London to the village people. And on Friday, the edgy musical that made Greece the word. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.